0: You're listening to Drum Weekly, I'm your host Pam Magwaza and welcome to today's episode. She's one of the most respected authors in the country and an expert on truly South African thrillers and the inner workings of the life of a blessed girl. If you're a fan, you already know that I'm talking about best-selling author Angela McAuliffe. Her latest novel, Critical But Stable, has all the ingredients of an Angela McAuliffe classic. Suspense, murder mystery, money, complicated love, and sexual misadventures. It tells the lives of ultra-rich couples and the cost that comes with their seemingly perfect lives. I had a chance to sit with Angela, or rather hop on a Zoom as we do these days to talk about her new novel. And this is what she had to say.
1: But I wanted to focus on the topic of marriage, especially long-term marriage. Uh, or long-term relationships. That's where the inspiration came from. And I suppose it's because I've also, I've been married for some time now and I'm surrounded by a lot of married couples. And it just interests me how as society, um, you know, obviously, well, a lot of people look, to married couples as kind of the litmus test for what it takes to have long lasting relationships. But there's a lot that goes on that we don't want to talk about. you know, because once you're in that long-term relationship, you it's it's secret, of course. You want to protect it. Um, you want to preserve it. You want it to look good to others. Um, so I was just interested in 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 exploring some of those those themes and some of the the the, the things that actually make mar- that make marriages and the things that break marriages at the same time. Um, yeah, so that's where that came from.
0: And I mean. The very thing that makes a marriage could be the very thing that breaks it. In Angela's own words, no one ever tells you the cost of a perfect life. And the couples in her book, the Gias, the Manamelas, the Msibis, from the outside seem to have just that.
1: Um, The Gias, your favorite couple. It looks like there are a lot of people's favorite couple, (laughs) couple rather. Um, So Solomzi is um, the husband to Mushiri. Mushiri is ambitious. She's hardworking. Um, She's got her eye on the prize, and for her, the prize is, you know, holiday homes, uh, beautiful house in the right neighborhood. Uh, private schools for her kids, all of that. You know, Mm -hmm. she she wants it all. And Solomzi is right there with her. He believes in the same vision or so she thinks that they share the same vision. Um, Until, you know, they get to a point in in, in their lives where she starts realizing that they're sinking uh, further and further into debts. And when she tries to confront her husband about the source of this debt, because she can't figure out why they're owing so much money all of a sudden and they can't pay their overheads all of a sudden, uh, so long as he just keeps evading the issue, which happens a lot. The issue of money is one of the big deal breakers in a lot of marriages because you've yeah. got to be honest about finances and things like that.
0: Um, I think it's very interesting that you, you say that. I think your book really explores the relationship between long-term relationships and marriage and money and how it, it breaks people um really and yeah. i think even with um I don't know, Robert, think, think about we don't like to
1: you know factor finance uh, into um you know relationship deal breakers because it seems as if you're being shallow or you know you're basing the relationship on financial issues but the truth is that um you know you can't run away from from finances because you're building alive with this person and so it is important to like honesty is, is 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 essential.
0: So out of need, fear of losing it all and love? Can those coexist together? Angela admits that she's not much of a romance writer and her books are often filled with thrilling realism. I mean critical but stable literally starts with the man looking over a married woman's dead body. And wondering how he's going to get himself out of whatever crime he's just committed. So it's not your typical love novel. But the question it does ask is this Can true love and desire coexist with extreme wealth? Or is it replaced by convenience and fear of losing it all if you leave the person you're with? So I think even. Ooh, yeah, so that's sure what I wanted to ask
1: how many questions you're asking (laughs) look i think um, you know if you look at the duke and norma i mean they've got a very strange relationship they are they think very gangster both of them if you think about it because of you know their grounding like where they both come from their backgrounds so it's the most in a way it's the most passionate of the relationships passionate in the worst way possible and the best way possible
0: it's um, a very Mr. and Mrs. Smith type of situation.
1: Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> so when they're in their love mode, it's really, you know, the, the, it's it's fireworks. It's, you know, the roof is on fire when when they're cuddly and, and loving. But when they are at each other's throats, the, the daggers are out, the claws are out, so they're like, Biting and scratching and screaming, mm-hmm. so I suppose so. In in a, in a funny way, they are the most passionate, like that. They are the most passionate couple um, in in both a good way and a bad way. Um, and so, if you're looking for passion, Shem, sorry, that's it. That's the best I could do for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best I could do under the circumstances. I mean, Shem and uh, Mushiri, you know. I mean, they're the most I suppose they 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 because of this debt thing, it's it's Mm -hmm. it's just like it it, it's it's a gulf between them that is making and also obviously Soli is just hard to pin down, like he's always going somewhere, running somewhere, meeting someone, meeting some people. Um and uh and and the thing is those things happen I mean I can't even I can't even make excuses for it because mm-hmm. there are couples like that there are relationships like that and as much as I would have loved one day when I grow up I will love to write <laughs> a real love story but because I'm this person that I am who wants to torture my reader unfortunately, <laughs> I was I wanted to Just also delve on the good and the bad and the ugly, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, the best love stories always have tragedy. So I suppose in that way, um, the tragedy within these marriages is perfect. So, in a way, Angela, it is a love story in its essence. A twisted love story. A A twisted twisted love love story. story. It's
1: like a romantic, mushy, happy (laughs) love
0: story. story. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. um, Funny enough, speaking of um, Solomzi and Mushiri, they actually find some sort of rekindling once they downgrade their lifestyle. Once they're like at the core of who they are and and going to McDonald's for lunch. (laughs) So in that way, I suppose they did find true love outside of the money outside of you know the crazy holiday yeah, home. and also i mean
1: it's not a final thing you said you can sense that you know these people they uh they know that they lost each other along the way you know yeah. in that 10 year marriage that they really really did lose each other um and that it took something very drastic. i mean it took two very drastic and very tragic and very disturbing events Mm-hmm. To, um, to to push them to try and find their way back to each other. Um, and I think that happens a lot as well, that once you get lost in chasing the bling and chasing, you know, that perfect life, then you lose track of your partner. You lose track of the things that actually brought you together in the first place. And so they kind of get to a point where they realize that, they really need to just scale down and see each other, like really, really see the other person, not not look at, you know, are we at the best restaurant? Is is it Michelin Mm -hmm. star? Is it, you know, the decor? Is it at the right venue? Let's just be at a McDonald's so I can see you. I can have a conversation with you Mm -hmm. um, instead of having a conversation about, oh, how this is the best food and the best, you know, everything. Um, So it's just kind of a simple way of saying that, you know, I suppose in marriage, sometimes the way back to each other is really going back to the basics.
0: After the break, Angela tells us about her exploration of sexuality, religion, and how that intersects with marriage and the idea of monogamy. Did you know Drum Magazine is now fully digital? Yes, our content is now at the touch of your fingertips. Simply download the News24 app, register to create your profile, click on Discover, and choose the DRUM logo to read our content. Alternatively, visit DRUM.CO.ZA. See you soon. And just a complete contrast to Sulumzi and Mushidi's marriage is Lerato and Mzwandile. Um, I love that you, <laughs> Ooh, wow, um, I love that you you, you touched on asexuality. I'm getting so much back about uh,
1: Lerato and uh, Mzwandile's situation, but yes,
0: continue. <laughs> I, I loved it. And I love that you didn't focus too much on his sexual orientation, but his dishonesty about it and hiding behind religion. Why did you choose um, to tell their story that way? Look, I
1: think sexual orient- orientation is something that uh, we need to respect um, as society. And I think especially, I don't want to give away too much to, in this interview. So I don't want to yeah. talk about his sexual orientation yeah. is.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think, because I think the reason that people get into relationships and commit to people that they've no business maybe committing to, or or even if they have the business, even if they do love the person, but because of the stigma that we attach to, to, to sexualities, types of sexualities that we don't understand, people tend to uh, use deception to try and, um, Either fit in with society so that they look like it, they are all partnered up and it's good and it's fine, or even if they do love the person and maybe there's something big that's that about them that's different to the way that we're used to loving, they choose to be deceptive about it because they're scared of being stigmatized or being rejected so I do want to focus on because people are like, no, we needed to know more because this thing is, is it's, it's it's kind of Different, we're not used Mm -hmm. to it and I said you know already because I because of his reaction that's kind of that kind of vilifies him as a character right Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he uses religion to hide behind you know why he can be the kind of sexual partner that uh, his wife expects him to be um so already I've kind of piled I've kind of cast him in this negative light but but mm-hmm. we know that these things happen that people use either religion or um a patriarchy or whatever it is mm-hmm. to mask um inadequacies um that 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 make them not be the partner that you know the the other person expects them to be you know mm-hmm. um so i didn't want i didn't want his sexuality to be like this big bad thing like how could he he's like this and that's why he's like he's not uh 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 being as intimate as he should he, he the the partner would expect him to be right
0: mm-hmm. so yeah
1: that is the reason um um and i'm saying whether a person is bisexual or or, or gay or uh, asexual or whatever it is mm-hmm. they they we if if we are honest as society and we allow people to be what they are then there's no you know there'll be less need
0: for people to marry people that they're not even attracted to, or that they don't Mm. even prefer, you know? Mm. I think in situations like this, I think you opened up conversation about, can you think of love and marriage outside of monogamy when something like this happens? Um, yeah. So I think that's that's a really good conversation starter about what marriage is. Does it mean that you have sex mm. with the same person for the rest of your life or have no sex because the person doesn't desire you in that way? And how can that be fixed? Um, or how can you yeah. work through that as a couple? So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'd really yeah. love to circle back, um, if you don't mind, to just the money aspect, because I mean, <laughs> that was huge for me. I'm like, oh, wow, this is how rich people live. Okay, we didn't know. But um, <laughs> so I I loved how you you were able to portray Black people's relationship to money. And in a way, I know critical but stable is about marriage, but I also found it to be about Black wealth. Is it always in a critical but stable condition? Because it almost seemed like, you know, the gias were afraid of losing it all. The Manamelas were were willing to do anything to keep the wealth that they worked so hard for. Um, almost mm. as if it was fragile in a way. Is that what you intended to speak about when you, you explored the money aspect of this?
1: Look, I mean, if you look at our history, um, South African... Black people do have a very kind of idiosyncr- idiosyncratic relationship with money mm. because of the fact that we we never, for one thing, most of us never thought that we'd have access to, like, real money, like money that looks yeah. like wealth almost or, mm. or, or is wealth, depending on the eye of the beholder, right? Mm. Um, and so there is a very, um, it, it is a very kind of... Uh, it, it, it's a, it's a trick, like for want of a better word, it's a tricky relationship that we have with money because um, pre-1994, we didn't really um, aspire to the kind of wealth that some people are able to enjoy right now. And so the attachment is 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 much more, um, it's, it's intense because of that, because of, of how and when and the fact that generationally we don't have a yardstick to kind of measure how we're supposed to keep the wealth how we're supposed Mm -hmm. to engage with it how we're supposed to enjoy it are we supposed to flaunt it are we supposed to let other people know on instagram that we've arrived are we supposed to keep quiet about it you know it's it's kind of and i'm sorry to say this it, it is a new thing because a lot of the wealth that we see the the major kind of wealth is uh, that is that is enjoyed by these characters is new money. A lot of wealthy people, wealthy black people, right now are new money.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it's very few families who come from that kind of background because of apartheid and, and all those um, socioeconomic economic um, inequalities that we've endured as a people in in this country. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the I, I want to what what I fear. Attaching black wealth to shadiness because not every wealthy black person, even if they post on Instagram or whatever social media platform, um, it does not mean that 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 is ill-gotten wealth, right? Mm-hmm. So the danger in always um, frowning upon people flexing about their wealth is that we are saying the underlying assumption is. Uh, you know, you you probably stole a tender. You probably stole money from somebody. It's corrupt, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I tried to. I mean, as, I think there's one couple that's definitely shady wealth. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but with the other couples, you know, the the Gias. I mean, the, you know, it's it's people who just want 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 want. And don't know when to stop and say we've got enough, or don't know when to stop and say, hey, maybe we can't afford this anymore, maybe let's scale down. So it's not necessarily that theirs is ill-gotten wealth. It just, it's just those people who just want to flex all the time. Mm-hmm. And then of course, um, Lerado and her husband, they are they're just working in corporate, they they're comfortable with what they have um they're not trying to keep up with the joneses necessarily or the mm. the kumalos necessarily they're just going on about their lives so i wanted to also kind of uh reflect on 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 those different kind of dynamics they're a successful couple but they don't need to flex you know what i mean mm. like, because money is not everything to them so i think it's important even as um as as writers, as artists, when we depict black wealth, I think it's important to just be mindful of the kind of message um, that we're trying to bring across about black people with money. The book is available at most good bookstores um, and it's a great summer read. So if you don't have it already, please get yourself a copy of Critical
0: Must Be. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast was hosted by me, Pam Magwaza. Our executive producer is Charlene Rose. Production support was by Alu Bendeni. Our theme music is by Getting Music. And you can find more of our stories on drum.co.za. See you soon.